Sleepy Hollow is a place like no other. A place where the forces of good and evil collide for the fate of the world. Prophecies foretold witnesses destined to protect us all. But will they prevail? Armed with keen insight and the ability to see into dark realms, well, maybe, Karen and Jamie help decipher the witness prophecies. That theme song is rather apt. It sounds like the omen. It kind of does, yeah. <laughs> does that was. Did you? Did glass just break in your house? No, it didn't. It was very high pitched, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Damien, Damien. Um, we have a little bit of a Damien thing happening on the show um, lately. Anyway, sorry for the no introduction thing happening. Um, I'm Karen, <laughs> as you know, and this week it's Jamie's turn. To have off, um, I hear he is helping Irving cross the border and stay on the download today. Yeah, he's wandering through the woods of almost Canada. <laughs> he is almost Canada, um, Peace Bridge, maybe right there across <laughs> the border. Um, and so Tony has been nice enough to fill in yet again. Hi, everybody. Hi, Tony. Thanks for filling in. Absolutely, thank and, you. And uh, this week we are talking about Sleepy Hollow, season two, episode ten, Magnum Opus. And it was written by Donald Todd and directed by Doug Aronakoski yet again. Aaron Iokoski. I, I have no idea how to say that, but, you know, I, I like to fake it. Sounded like I knew, right? I think you totally nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Aaron Iokoski. Aaron Iokoski. a lot of vowels in it, that. It, there is a lot of vowels in it. I, I Honestly, <laughs> Aaron Iokoski, Aaron Iokoski, whatever. Um, let's just assume it's Aaron Akowski. Aaron Akowski. Right now, the guy is rolling over in bed going, what, what is happening? Why does my what? head hurt? Yeah. Someone's <laughs> talking about me. I don't know what's going on. Um, so what did you think of this episode, Tony? You know, I liked this episode quite a bit. I liked it better than a lot of season two, actually. Um, uh, my official rating, I gave it eight mirrors on redial. And I think you and I are on the same page. I gave it eight snaky swords. Yeah. Because those swords were snaky when she picked it up. Why'd it have to be swords? <laughs> right? <laughs> that whole scene was very Indiana Jones. I kept coming back to that. I was like, that's not the sword of a carpenter. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the whole thing about them um, being down there um, with it, the whole cavern being about how they need to know themselves and being yes. true to themselves and everything. I kept thinking about the South Park episode about World of Warcraft. I play oh, World of Warcraft and it's the the sword that they have to have is the sword of a thousand truths. And, and so I was like, oh, look, they're looking for the sword of a thousand truths. That's great. I was giggling the whole time. So oh, I thought it was hilarious. But anyway, uh, it was it was a really good episode. I thought, um, even though Sans Holly, um, I am yes, I no, am a Holly a, fan, a fanatic. Yes. not a fanatic. I just I like him. Uh, I like Matt Barr. Um, he I, is great in the show. Yes, I I do. I like that that interplay between Tom Meissen and Matt Barr. Uh, I like how pompous he is. Yes, about Matt Barr. And it, it's, I just think it's cute the way they play off of each other. And, you know, 
Holly has that definite attraction to Abby. And he's, you know, Crane is really, really protective of her. Yeah. So yeah. I do like that interplay. And well, without wasn't it that. Last week where he, he basically challenged, what are your intentions? Right. Two weeks Tour. ago. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Two weeks ago. Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but he was sick. So there was, you know, there was that weakness too. So, you know, yeah, he couldn't be yeah. there, but he still said, what are your intentions toward Abby? You know, yeah. Lieutenant Mills. <laughs> yeah. He's, and he's so, he's just so uppity. And I, I just dig that interplay. But even without him, they have such a great chemistry. I mean, there was a touching scene between them in this episode, too, where, you know, they, he says that without her, he doesn't see his truth, that he sees his truth through her. And it, it was really nice when they were yeah, you yeah. Know, trying to go for the sword and just so sweet. Well, and so. the two of them have been, I mean, that that's the, the heart of this show, really, the relationship between Crane and Abby and, and also just the, the skill that Tom Meissen and Nicole Bahari bring to those scenes, bring to that. Mm. Uh, they're, they're the rock of this thing, you know, since the beginning, because this show's ridiculous. This show is out there. You yes, know? yes. And, and silly and, and campy. It, yeah, oh, absolutely. And it's best when it totally embraces that stuff. Right. It was funny. This week alone, this week, I had a thought and I just went, does she ever do her job job? No, like, never. <laughs> she got a call about it, about some murder, but she never really does anything. Right. I'm like somewhere there's a desk and a chair just gathering dust with right. her name on it. Like, right. <laughs> well, I think the premise is, and not that it ever happens, but the premise is that her focus is on all the weird supernaturally things. Right. So yeah. technically she's doing her job. Yeah, and it was interesting because in season one, I think we saw that a few times with other cops going, "Right, uh, hey Crane, or hey Abby, this one's right up your 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 right alley." But here. she reported to Irving, and then Irving, of course, knew. Yes. That she was taking care of all that stuff. But this new captain, you know, she obviously has no idea what's really happening. So how does she report back about this sword of a thousand right. truths and the Gordon? Right. And, you know, so uh, apparently things are going on in the background and I'm doing air quotes there. But, <laughs> you know, uh, things are happening when we're not seeing them. But, yeah, when is she being a lieutenant? And yeah, but she, that's just one of the many things that you just yeah, you you have wave, to hand wave your hands at, right, you know. Right. And we know she is because she mentioned a few episodes ago that her salary is what's keeping them in in food and water and such. Yes. Um so she actually is taking home a paycheck. So there's something happening. She's taking she's gathering money so she is doing a job of some sort. It's just yeah. it. It's when they're not on their Scooby, <laughs> Scooby right. exactly adventure. We are left to believe that it's on the off day that she and Crane take <laughs> right. the mystery machine out and right. hit up Old Man Smithers. Yes, one hundred percent. If it weren't for you, stupid kids. <laughs> 
I wouldn't have got. I would have gotten away with it too. And Crane just happened to go to school with Old Man Smithers back in the day, and has, you know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and he caused the tea party. <laughs> right. Exactly. At least there's not so much of that anymore. At the beginning of the season, it got really ridiculous that you know he knew Daniel Boone, and uh, right. that was ridiculous. Yeah, in um, fact, I think Jamie and I talked about last time I subbed on this. It, the, the, that was the thing that was just wearing on me was, right. oh, my goodness, hey, here's something that happened. Ichabod, what happened in your childhood to solve this? Right. You know, you just would just turn to him, file through your, your history. Right. Now, no, that's smoothed out a lot. I, I would think. get him remembering things. That would be fine if he remembered what Daniel Boone did. Yeah. But not that he interacted with him. Because he right. can't just interact with every historical. <laughs> right. I mean, this is just silly. But now that it's, you know, him remembering George Washington and Benjamin Franklin, that's fine because we know he did interact with them. I get that. Yeah. And he's remembering that. And this episode concentrated on him remembering his interactions with Abraham, which I loved because that gave him a little closure. And also the cavern that they had to go into with the Gorgon um, which now we'll talk about because it actually has to do with this episode, which we're supposed <laughs> to be discussing. All right, wink, let's wink. slide into that. Um, they had to go into this cavern to search for a weapon in order to vanquish Moloch. Um, and there was a Gorgon. And in doing so, they decided to use Abraham, who is, of course, the headless horseman. And it's a logical thing because he's looking for the sword as well. And he doesn't have eyes. So right. he can look at the Gorgon without looking at the Gorgon because he doesn't have eyes. Yeah, I actually thought that was pretty genius. I right. loved that. So if he can get the sword, they can try and take it from him without getting turned to stone. So I guess that was their plan, yeah? Yeah, or, or bring him down there and let the two of them fight it out. And, and they can, uh, yeah, get the sword behind their back. Right. Yeah, whatever or, the plan know, is. Yeah. If nothing else, one of their adversaries should be wiped out by the end of that fight. Right. You know? uh, probably the Gorgon. Right. Because, you know, the, the Horseman of Death is most likely stronger than the Gorgon. Yeah, and I have to say, I loved watching the Horseman of Death this episode be the Horseman of Death again. Oh, hell you yeah. Know. I mean, some, and I just love some of the cinematography of him riding through the forest at mm. night with, you know, it's just so good and spooky and marvelous. Agreed. And the fight scenes in the cave were great, you know. Oh, yeah. With the Gorgon and also with Ichabod. Yes. Um, they, they had a sword fight from the past as a flashback, which was good because that was in daylight and it was nice and, and they were you know, thrusting they were, and parrying. And, yeah, they were know. playing. Right. And that was nice to see them have their their um, friendship kind of delved into. Um, and he was talking about how Ichabod could join him in the new world and, and <laughs> kind of, you know, be a player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and They've got all the women in the new <laughs> right, world. That right, right. <laughs> um, I, I know we have to be clean. But there are there are um, ways that he would have said that now that wouldn't have been clean. Kind of a <laughs> kind of a frat boy thing. Yes. As it were, that he yeah, could that, have said. 
that um, was definitely the the revolutionary version of correct that. Yeah. correct that's i mean that's kind of the vibe i got from it kind of a frat boy kind of you'd be knee deep in it um you know nudge nudge and yep. You know, he kind of talked Ichabod into going, and it turned out that Ichabod became more embroiled in the war effort than Abraham did. And that was kind of their sticking point at one point, was that, you know, Abraham was the one that brought him over, but Ichabod was the one that got turned into the war more. Yes, and also, you know, he ended up stealing Katrina, which was the last straw, apparently. Right. Well, and I love, not to skip too far ahead, but I sure. love all of that stuff that happened during their fight. Right. Uh, where they were discussing that. Intense. Where Ichabod basically said, no, 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 you chose this. Right. Life oh, got man. hard and you chose this. Right. Yeah, you chose really the easy like way that. out. Yeah. Is essentially what he was saying. And... I loved how the cavern of truth, the cavern of truth, with pointy <laughs> teeth, and yeah, um, it it allowed them to see each other in their true selves. And of course, Abraham in his true self is Abraham, and that means he's whole. Yes. So that mean that that mean that meant that Ichabod <laughs> could see him whole again and he could seek closure so they could actually speak to each other they could fight they could you know kind of have their confrontation yes and that was really great to see uh especially when he he was facing away from him and he realized that abraham was speaking and you know he just froze yeah yeah that was no, it was a great moment, and I loved the fact that we got both of those things. We got to see spooky horsemen of death again, <laughs> and we got to see this great interaction from a guy who hasn't seen his, you know, quote unquote friend in a long time. Yeah, and they get to have this big wrap up moment. I thought both of those things worked really well in this episode because it, it's been a little while. I was, you know, last season. The horseman was scary. Right. Oh, like, yes. That was, you know, and for a lot of this season, I've felt like, oh, geez, there's the scorned boyfriend again. Oh, man. How right. much tomorrow oh, we have he to was listen wimpy. to this kvetching, you know? Wimpy. Yeah. I'm in love with you, Katrina. Oh. Yeah. Right. I'll wimpy. be back. I'm going to go do these horrible things. But we right. never see, you know, we didn't see that. We saw. No. And so I was so glad to see this coming back. And right. who knows now that, you know, it's interesting because. Henry totally just used the mirror on redial, set her up to basically betray them, and then used that against her. And what is that going to do to – he still wants her. The horseman, yeah. you know, he's still – it's like, oh, no, it'll be okay. I still love you. Right. D despite her continued betrayals of, uh, of him. Yeah, but he, he realizes, I think – I mean – He's back with a vengeance because he knows that Katrina was going to betray him now. Yes. And now it's, I'm going to have you despite of that. You know, despite the fact that you were going to betray me. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to have you. We're going to yeah. do this ritual now to sacrifice you. And now you're going to have to be on my side. 
you know, right? it's, it's, it's that kind of demonic Moloch will turn you towards me sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. There's much more of a possession than partnership relationship happening now. Right. Absolutely. Which that's what I meant was interesting. I can't wait to see where that goes in the sort of wrap up of this fall finale next week. Yeah. Next week. It's going to be crazy. Uh, Especially, you know, at the end there when she's looking out of the window and she realizes that ceremony is about to happen. Yeah. And her Ertzat son (laughs) is actually (laughs) Moloch. All grown up already. Yep. He's not that little human boy anymore. He is a full-fledged demon with horns and all. Yeah, they weren't messing around with that. No. Now, mind you, he's shown his face in the real world before. So I'm I'm not quite sure why he had to be born. But, you know, hand wave, hand wave, I guess. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which which part, you know, some, something, something. His powers weren't going to be strong enough. Something, something. Is that it? Know. That he wasn't <laughs> at full power in the real world if he yeah, wasn't? I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Let's just pretend. Right. Um. So, yeah, I guess... Um, they, they ended up, you know, going into this cavern of truth, facing the Gorgon. Um, and it ended up that that Abraham, a.k.a. the Horseman of Death, did end up slaying the Gorgon for them. Yeah. And Ichabod lost his jacket covering oh. up the Gorgon's head. That's right. I didn't even notice that. He's, mm. he'll, get it, he'll get it back, right? Well, who knows? I mean, he doesn't have that many clothes. Indiana Jones always gets his hat back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Is he going to reach under the door as it's closing and get his coat back? Is the Gorgon's think... head gone now? Is it done writhing on the floor? I think, you know, you just cover your hand, your eyes with one hand and grab the coat with the other and then <laughs> okay. run, I think. <laughs> okay. I just, I hope so, because, you know, he he needs that coat back if he wants to... Still dressed in his uh, regular clothes. I know he's gotten more clothes because that woman that died right, earlier in the season made to... him <laughs> made him more clothes. You know, yeah. she she sewed him more clothes. He'll have to go back to the reenactors and get more if he yeah exactly <laughs> if he lost that coat. But you know, it was a nice coat. It was plainer than his original yeah. coat. It, yes, you know, it was kind of a pea coat sort of looking. Probably smelled better. Oh, please. Really? I mean, it, the other one he was buried in, and he just kept wearing it all last season. So, you know, I, I kind of want him to keep this one. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, I I noticed that. I don't know why I noticed things like that, but I do. <laughs> I, I was like, he threw his coat. <laughs> that was a nice new coat. Right? What are you doing? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, they have the fight. Things got really intense. In the sword room. And I notice now Abby knows what Abraham looks like. She never got a look of him. Oh, that's right. So that was interesting. She said, he's got a head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all she heard was these stories. She never saw him. So now she knows that he's got that nice square jaw. And I actually think he's quite <laughs> handsome. He's just, he's ugly on the inside. So. Right. Um. You know, is that going to come into play? Is is she going to need to know what he looks like? Oh. So is that some kind of, 
I don't know if it means anything. But Right. I hadn't know, even thought of that. Who knows? They made a point to bring him into that room and to have her say that she can see him. Yeah. So I don't know whether that means anything or whether that was just a throwaway comment. I just, sure. I really who knows? Know. So, uh, you know, maybe she might need to know what he looks like. But um, just a thought. Yeah, absolutely. That whole scene, I thought, was really great. In so the intense. sword room, yeah. So intense. And it's a good thing the horn blew. <gasps> right? <laughs> or else they'd be dead. And what an interesting choice for Abraham to say, you know what, I could totally kill you now. But instead, what's an even better punishment? Making you live here in hell while I have your wife. It makes I sense. Win. Oh, and I loved it because what a jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does make sense that he would yeah. do that. And he can see they don't have the sword. So <laughs> right. it's, it's pretty much a done deal for him. Boy, when, you know, next episode, Moloch and Henry find out that he screwed that up royally, though, mm. because they do have the sword. Right. Oh, how much trouble is he going to be right. in? Right. Now, whether they make it there in time to save Katrina or not, that's a whole different story. But yeah, you know, who knows about that? Well, Poor Jamie. He, yeah. has, he has no idea because, you know, he's not exactly rooting for Katrina to make it. <laughs> <laughs> he wants Abby and, and Ichabod to be together. So Right. But I got, you know, the, I'm sort of with Jamie. I mean, I love Katrina. I love what the actor does Oh, with she's her. a great actress. I agree. Absolutely. And she's gorgeous. Oh, very pretty. And and good in the role. But this season especially, you know, we, we, we rescued her, and now she's sort of, it's not, um, I just am like, what are you going to do with her now? Right. There's, she, it seems like every time something happens involving her, it, it's not productive. Or, you know, hey, I contact you guys to let you know about this. Oh, wait, he redialed the mirror. Sorry, my fault. Right. Everybody's going to die. My bad. It's yeah, okay. she's not exactly on her top game. Yeah, it's it's so I don't know. I'm I'm. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, she just left that poison laying around for Jenry to find. We do. We call him Jenry Warman. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, just letting you know. It's Jeremy Henry, um, uh, Rider of War Horseman. So Jenry Warman. <laughs> Jenry Warman. Yes, that's what we call him because yep. you know it's he's everything there. Um. Oh, I know. Oh, I listened to the witness process. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> so I, I usually just call him Jenry. Um, so she left the poison out for Jenry to find. Duh. Yeah. You can't just hide that. Right. Whatever, dude. And then the mirror, she just, you know, she doesn't really turn it off. Yeah. She just leaves it so that he can just open it. And He's I, a sin eater. You know, I'm that's a sin, right? I'm still confused about what she's even doing doing there right. I, it just feels odd that she you know the episode before last I think when she said well, everything's going well but I'm gonna leave here and go live with the bad guys for a while right so I, she I was could just be like, a spy but wait, how what? can she I... report back to them and clearly can't effectively right and so I just yeah I don't know I I'm still like well run away now right right <laughs> Go back to Team Ichabod and help come up with something useful rather than wandering around this house wringing your hands. Right. And the the thing is, she's put the team in more peril by being there. 
and uh, she's just she's dumb. Well, and That's it, all feels, can say. it feels She's a dumb. little bit like the writers are like, oh, man, that was so great. We finally got her out of purgatory. Boy, now what are we going to do with her? <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Let's have them watch some reality TV. All right. That that works. Yeah. Oh, that's only like three minutes of screen time. What's next? Shoot. Right. <laughs> I know. I I would be happier if they gave her more to do and more interesting things to do. Yeah, I would love more interesting things for her to do and less Irving screen time. That, that, well, that's, I like that's Irving. my preference. You know, I, I do too, but that's another guy. It feels like he's in the way. Let's move him out of here. I did, it, See, I think it would be really interesting if one or the other was made a horseman. Oh, absolutely. And I could totally see the idea that, I mean, what happens? Because now Henry owns... His soul, right? Owns right. Irving's soul. Right. And so, um, uh, what's his name? Abraham comes back having failed them. Mm-hmm. You know, if they show up with the sword, Moloch and Jenry Warman are not going to be happy. Right. And maybe that's the end of Abraham, and in comes Irving. Well, let's and they decide... two other horses. Oh, well, that's true, actually. They don't even have to replace him. Yeah, right. they just bring Pestilence him with the Pestilence and, mm, what's the other one? I can't remember. Famine? No. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Horsemen of, I don't remember. I don't but there's two other. I mean, there's why four we horsemen. The so. internet. I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of them is pestilence. I think the other one might be famine. But, you know, maybe both of them made horses would be interesting. Sure. I'll, I'll have you do that. But, you know, um, turning them bad, you know, we could have a team bad and a team good. That would be interesting. Oh, that would be fun. Right. Because we're just seconds away from Katrina being sacrificed on the altar of Moloch. Yes. And Irving is owned by Moloch. So it would be very easy for either or both of them to be turned. So according to the magic of the internet, it looks like it's... War, famine, pestilence, and death. Okay, so pestilence and famine. Yeah. So which of those would best suit Irving? Famine? Maybe. I mean, pestilence is essentially disease, and we haven't seen any of that, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Famine, maybe. That'd be interesting if he showed up as the next one. Yeah. Although his visions have been of him killing people as in war. Right. Yeah, we did see that. So does that mean Jenry is expunged in some way? Oh, And he maybe. takes over? Because right? we know he hasn't exactly been in Moloch's good graces. That's true. Mm, very interesting. Anyway, that's all speculation. But yeah, who knows? But it's fun to talk about. But yeah, about. they're both in peril, <laughs> essentially. So we'll have to see what happens to both of them in the next episode. Yeah. I know Irving's on the run, but he's back in the next episode. And, and we see him in the promo pictures with Ichabod. Oh, okay. So, and that's not giving away too much. I mean, you can see those all over the place. Sure. Um, so Ichabod is with Irving somewhere. I don't know where. Um. You know, Canada is not that awfully far from Terrytown. Uh, a couple hours. Yeah. So 
Mm. Well, and he never, I think he, it sounds like he didn't even go to Canada, right? He No, he, he said went no. just over the border, I think, walking. Because they were right by the border. Oh, okay. So he may uh, have gone over the border or, you know, I don't know exactly where he went. He's in the forest near the border, over the border somewhere. Right. Yeah, because I think, I mean, what I took from that was that he had said, thanks for bringing me this far, but I changed my mind. There's no way I'm running. And that he was going back, but I don't know. Oh, see? No, he could have gone back home. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. He did say that, didn't he? uh, That's what I took it to mean, was that, thank you for getting me this far. Thank you, but uh, I'm not running away, and I'm not Mm. endangering you guys anymore. I'm going underground. I'm fighting my own thing. Is what it sounded like, and I hope so, because I would love for him to have something more interesting to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, (laughs) me too. I didn't like him, you know, in the institution. He was weird. But they did need him there for last week's episode. Yeah, and that worked out great. So, yeah, I, I can see why they put him there for the Mama episode. Um, now, the buildup to that was him doing nothing. Yes. In there, you know, just sitting around, not really being a part. And the whole Katrina thing was she was out for one episode and she got pregnant and then she went back in as a spy. So they haven't used her well either. Um, I think this new character of Holly has been used really well. And I yeah. think he needs to come back and be part of the good team. And I would like to see him as a permanent part of the team, just personally. And that doesn't have to do with the fact that I think he's hot. That has to do with the fact that I think he's a good part of the team because he's sandpapery with Ichabod. Yes. And he's got skills that would help them. Agreed. And it's not because he has connections with 200 years ago. It's because he has street smarts and street connections like Jenny. Yes. And I love the sandpaperiness with Ichabod because he really needs that. Oh, yeah. It's very fun. He really, really needs that. He is way too pompous most of the time. As much (laughs) as I love his pomposity... Sure. It, it's nice to see him kind of brought down. And and Abby has gotten soft on that front. Yeah, no, it's it's nice for him. You know, Holly's the one who sort of more often than not now puts him in place and, and, and sort of reminds him that he really is a stranger in this land right. still, right. you know. Right. No, no, it works well. And yeah, I would love to see more of him. I think the... It feels like it's building up to in the big confrontation either next week or at the end of the season, uh, the whole team coming together. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, team good, team bad. Right. And it'll be fun to see who falls in which camp by the time we get there. Right. We don't know yet. I mean, it's really hard to tell who's I mean, we got Katrina and Irving on the balance there. You know, right mm-hmm. on the end of the of the springboard. Absolutely. It's very tough to call that. And Ichabod is Ichabod is definitely gonna be crushed if it's Katrina. And Abby what is Abby gonna do if Irving gets turned? Right. Uh, that'll be two of her mentors gone in the space of a year. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because of uh, you know, the sheriff. Yep. And then, you know, Irving has become very close to her as well. So, ouch. Yeah, no matter what. And there's always the possibility. I 
I think Jamie and I talked about this last time I subbed. Does something happen to completely flip things? And what happens if we actually see Jenry reclaim his humanity and join Team Ichabod? Mm. I mean, how interesting would it be to see Katrina somehow fighting with Moloch and Jenry back on our side? That Uh, would be crazy. Who knows? but But they would never trust him completely, would they? No, I don't think you could. It would be, yeah, I don't think he so. He would be like in the middle, I think. I yeah. think um I think Ichabod would want to trust him and there would be friction between Abby and Ichabod over it. Uh that's very possible. Just, yeah, because she's been from minute 1 uh, just on team kill Henry. Well, since he turned bad, yeah, definitely. And yep. and she has said to him, you know, you might want to see the good in him, but you shouldn't. He's your weak point. Yes. And it, she said that to Katrina as well. You know, he's yeah, not they, your Yeah, they've anymore. had friction about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't think she would want to trust him, not in the least. And, you know, it, it cemented it when he signed Irving's soul away. Right. And, and that, that was the last straw for her. She, she will never, I don't think she'll ever cave on that front. No. So it will, you know, I I think if Ichabod had to make a choice, he would have to choose Abby. I mean, I know he's his son, but he has a bond with Abby that he just can't break. I agree. Yeah, I think I think he would have to. Yeah, because his son betrayed him. He never really had a relationship with him. And, you know, in order to save the world, he has to stick with Abby. Yeah. And I hate to say that, but, you know, it's... Well, no, he's, he's, it's the idea of the son that he's fighting for because he's never had it. Right. You know, he's never had that relationship. And, no, the, the relationship that he's got with Abby is really solid. Right. And they're also prophesied to be these two witnesses. He right. knows that. And, and for that's, seven that's years, a... they're supposed to be together. And he yeah. knows. Yeah. And... What he's thinking is he has to fight for everyone else's sons. Sure. And if fighting against his son gets that, then he's going to have to do it, right? I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Fighting for other people's lives. And who knows? Maybe it, 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 it maybe none of the sides will switch the way we think they're going to. And, <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, know. they've surprised us before. Sure. Last well, year. we we know that 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 Abby and Jenny are now witches in the making, right? You know, which th- that did really didn't come up this episode. But you have to believe that if they have these powers, they realize that this is who they are from their mother. That's going to come into play later. It's crazy. And so, Team Crane has a couple more super potent weapons. Crazy. I I love that they've done so much with their background this season. I love oh, it. Yeah. That's what I wanted last season was more of their background. And I'm so glad they've delved into that this season. Yeah. The episode last week, the Mama episode was just fabulous. Right. I really liked it. And I loved seeing Holly and Ichabod getting to see it play out in front of them. Yeah. It was, I mean, just watching them see their mother come out and talk to them and, and seeing that really tearful reunion and to see them understand why the girls were the way they were and to see them kind of 
you know, understand why their mother abandoned them. Yep. Um, that really, it, it almost kind of drew the four of them together in that, you know, you know, they understood why their mother abandoned them and it may not reconcile everything, but they understand now. Sure. And then Ichabod and, and Holly watching it made them understand the girls even more. Absolutely. And it drove forward the point that we saw Abby address in the sword room this week, which was, you know, I have to know the truth about myself. Now I do. Here's what it is. Exactly. This she is wouldn't have been mission. able to do that. Absolutely. This is who I am. This is what I've come from and this is where I'm going. And I have no questions about that anymore. Right. You know, she was, and, and I love that because that drive from her uh, is going to take us places, I think. Yeah. I think this episode coming after last, last week's episode, that's very telling because honestly, down in that cave, I don't know that she would have been as, as solid as she was. Sure. With her own truth and and also helping Ichabod to see his own truth. He was really shaken up by the confrontation he had with Abraham. Yep, absolutely. And she grounded him right away. You stood here and fought for your life. You chose life. And, you know, he said, I've never seen my truth so clearly as when I'm with you. And that was, wow. I mean... The fact that he said that, I mean, that's... Yeah, absolutely. What a great, just a great moment for the two of them, what it does to their relationship. And it's interesting, you know, when you stop and think, had Katrina been in the room there, what would oh, that have man. done? You know, yeah. what does that mean for that relationship? And that came out of his mouth without thinking about it too hard, which means it's really, really true. Yes. And if he never saw his true self through anyone else, wow, um, that's really telling. Really, really telling. Crazy. Yeah. So, so where does that take us? Yeah. Oh, it's fun to imagine what's coming up yeah. from he, that. You I know. think he knows himself and Abby way better than he knows Katrina. And... Oh gosh, now. Oh, I just can't wait. They're gonna, no. you, I mean, you grab this sword and you storm back to, you know, Moloch HQ and here we go. Exactly. And I love that everyone's head gets cut off. <laughs> you know, the Gorgon's head gets cut off. Abraham's head gets cut off. Uh, are they going to cut off Moloch's head now with the Sword of Truth? With the right? Sword of a Thousand Ooh. Truths? I want them to, you know... Take the Gorgon's head, rip the coat off it, and wave it around and turn everybody <laughs> to stone. That's the finale I want. And Give Katrina giant... sees it by accident. Oh, That's what, what a Jamie tragedy. wants. See, and then you have a lovely garden set. <laughs> Instead of, of gnomes. Right. <laughs> Look, we have the horsemen on our lawn. <laughs> oh. How pretty. Right. Uh, and pretty much end of story. Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> we were going to go seven seasons. We didn't really need it. No, there are still other demons. Mm -hmm, One mm -hmm. of the things that we talked about early on in the podcast <laughs> was that there are seven demons, which corresponds with the seven years, even though yes. they're still on Moloch. 
Right. Um, but, you know, if they vanquish Moloch at some point this season, they could start on the next demon. So. Yep, absolutely. Um, I, I just, although seven seasons also corresponds with the fact that usually people on TV shows sign for seven seasons. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That, it's just more. a very convenient number to use in the right. pilot episode. Right. But No, but and then by the time you're done, you've got a giant topiary's worth of statues because if you got that gorgon head you're just you're out to win you know right (laughs) what a great garden that is i mean put a water feature so that all the water sprays out of the snakes on her head oh amazing amazing and you know there's already like holes in the snakes because they have to eat sure yeah so you know water that would be wonderful and then does the horseman turn a stone with the head or without the head? Mm. See, there's mm. so much to think about here. Well, all you'd have to do is take <laughs> him down to the to the cave of wonder. Then freeze him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what a great yard that would be. Um, that is so fun to talk about stuff like that. <laughs> So um it gets us nowhere. Everyone listening is like, and how'd the rest of the episode go, guys? Where are we? Hello. <laughs> that is Sorry. the rest of the episode. Okay. I mean, we had we had Irving and Jenny going across the border, but we kind of talked about that. Um they didn't really talk about much except escaping. Right. And at the last minute they realized that there's people looking for them across the border because who is it? Is it it's Abby that gets the alert. Yeah, she gets an alert from, you know, her text alert from work. Hey, we got an APB out on Irving and we're locking down the roads. It's a bolo. Right, Be exactly. on lookout. Lookout. Right. There you go. Um, and so she texts it to Jenny and Jenny sees that there are, uh, just in the nick of time, sees that everyone <laughs> is, is looking for him on the border of Canada and lets him out and he... Which here's I thought this was a great detail. She doesn't slow down. Right. She lets them out because if she stops, they might think something's up. Yes. Yeah. It was sort of funny. It was a little touching moment between the two of them. I'm gonna do this. Right, good luck. Best with everything. Okay, yeah. you have to jump now. Right. Right. Get out. <laughs> oh man. Okay. <laughs> and so he jumps out and they plan to meet across the border on a bridge. And you know, there is a bridge right near there called Peace Bridge. I used to work for MCI, mm-hmm. RIP MCI, um, pricing <laughs> circuits across the border for our Canadian counterpart um, for big companies, you know, pipelines Sure. to big companies across there. When people actually used hard phone lines to go from company to company, you know, when they used big pipelines. Oh, yeah, sure, back in the day. Right. So I would price those circuits depending on how big they were. And there was, um, there were, there are border crossings by name, and one of them is called Peace Bridge. And I was like, oh, it's Peace Bridge, I bet. Yeah. (laughs) So they were meeting there um, on whatever bridge it is. I'm not sure. Um, But, I just, I don't know why I told that story. It has really nothing to do with it. 
it, but, just a, a, a nice background okay. on where they were. Okay, where, where they might have been. I'm not sure yeah. where it was. When um, we do the Constantine podcast, uh, with that the, the, the other podcast I do for Golden Sparrow Media is, is Constantine. And um, uh, Joe, my partner, went to college right near where Jasper's cottage is the mm. place that that Constantine the and mill? his cronies use as their headquarters yeah mm -hmm. the mill and so he's been there and he loves to bring that up every chance he can oh my gosh and then <laughs> the time dropper. that I was there at this I know I what a about, name dropper but it's fun little background stuff I like it that's cool and then you know so she's standing on the bridge and she it was weird she got a voice message I was like how did you just send that why did you, her phone not just ring right. but uh, there was the silly it was on vibrate Right, exactly. Oh, I didn't even hear it ring, darn it. Because, you know, vibrate's the best way to have your phone. Okay. <laughs> all right. Sorry. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not addressing that at all, even a little. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Um, <laughs> it was in her pocket. But anyway, um, yeah, the, so she gets the text or a voicemail message or it's voicemail. Yeah. And he, he says that, what, he is, you knew it better than me. It was some version of, uh, I'm not going on the run anymore. I'm going underground and I'm going to fight my own fight. I'm not uh, giving up. And he's not going to put them in peril because he has signed his life away. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I like that. I think that stops him from just disappearing into the wilds of Canada and never to be seen again for the show. And it gives him a little more oomph of, in order to get back to my family, I, I did all this to save them. Now I'm going to go further and right. reunite with them by making things right somehow. So I, I, his journey should be pretty cool. So let me ask you a question. Maybe you picked up on this when I didn't. What was Jenny going to do with him? Was she going to hide out with him? No, I got the impression that she was going to pick him up on the bridge there and then just drive deep into Canada to drop him off, to let him uh, start a new life in a cabin in the woods somewhere and not be bothered by Jenry, not be bothered by the police anymore. I, I, it felt to me like she was just helping him get away and then she was coming back to team crane. Okay. So he wouldn't have really been putting them in peril, but that's a nice plot point to say that he was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I think so. And I don't know. Everybody listening, did we get that close to right? What happened? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Don't let us know. Call in with feedback. Maybe she had some sort of contact. She got a lot of contacts all over the world. So maybe she had a contact that had some way to take him underground. And oh, so sure. through that contact, he might have thought he was putting her in peril. Sure. Let's, let's hand wave that. <clears throat> yeah. There's a lot of hand waves <laughs> in this show. Yeah. But... In some way, he would have been putting them in peril. So he decided he was going to go back and finish thing up, things up so that he was not in debt to anyone. So that was his goal. Is that what I'm... Am I getting that right? Gosh, I think so. Okay. I, I mean, it, 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 and it also just felt like, uh, you know, I've had the realization that running away to Canada is not the way to fight this battle. Okay. You know, I don't so want to abandon my family. Yeah. That's his thing. But so. in doing so, it it is going to dovetail very sweetly with the Katrina thing in that he will also be a hair's breadth away from 
whatever is happening with Katrina. So he and Katrina will both be on the edge in next week's episode. This is what I'm assuming. Yes, that would. Uh, yeah, because I would buy that. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Well, and I was just laughing at Jenny on the bridge. You know, thanks a lot. Right. She just, you know, she, gas is shoulders. only three bucks a gallon now, but it's not free, dude. How long do we drive to get to Canada? And now I got to right. go back. Her Where, shoulders slump like, oh, seriously? You couldn't have decided this seven hours ago? Right. <laughs> exactly. Now I got to go back. Damn it. Right? And now I don't even have anyone to talk to. <laughs> right. man, man. I don't have anyone gotta, to play crazy plates with. I got new girl on the DVR. I could have stayed at home. <laughs> new girl. Can you see her watching New Girl? She'd watch Constantine. Come on. Probably, yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Hannibal. Hannibal yeah, and oh, yeah, Constantine, yeah. the big pairing. Of, yeah. There you go. So, yeah, um, that was pretty much the story. And they ended up getting the Sword of Truth. And it was awesome because the torches were out. And they did need the torches down there because it was dark. Yes, but the they minute did. they pulled the sword out, it was like, oh, oh, yeah, what a cool looking moment. And the light came down and the oil was running down the sword and it was all bright. I'm holding my hands up like, oh, <laughs> and, and the sword was glowing and the light was shining down on it through this hole in the in the top of the cave that wasn't there. Shouldn't before. really exist. Right. right. Absolutely. Uh, so no, it was a very cool moment, though. It was neat. I loved it. It was like a cross between the sword and the stone and, and Indiana Jones and and Once Upon a Time. I mean, it was, it was really cool. And snakes on a plane. And snakes on a plane, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it was really awesome. So now they have the sword. Abraham doesn't think they have the sword. Right. But they have it. They know they have it. They're very smug about it. He was like, oh, we have the sword. And he, he gave his little speech, which was cool. Yes. It was very epic. And I like how they figure out that they needed each other to get the sword. Right. Because they the only thing they had that the other people didn't was each other. Yes, like oh. a few of the things, you know, the, the power of the witnesses together. Right. Is the solution, which is cool. Yes, because none of the other people were destined to be witnesses, even though they had researched the things that only Ichabod and Abby have, which was Ben Franklin's diary. Yes. Which no one has cracked. Oh, and we didn't even talk about. I loved that Abby, I mean, basically saw Grace Dixon down there, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. is yeah. that who that was? Who's was her ancestor? Or yes, one of their ancestors. One of her ancestors, right? right. Correct. Right. Yes, and and they noticed that it was almost an exact likeness of her. Yeah. Now, is that going to be something? Are they going to find out how to destone them? Oh gosh, I can't imagine. I don't know. Maybe because she, I mean, she might be. She didn't seem intrigued by it. But it would be intriguing to me. I would try to research how to unstone those people. Sure. How do you undo the Gorgon's effect? Yeah. Right. I mean, I got a witch in my pocket, plus I can do spells. Yeah. Plus then, uh, you know, if you, if all those people made it that far, they clearly know what's going on. Right. Do you want to, do you recruit them to be on your team? Hell yes. (laughs) 
I would try to do that. Sure. Oh, yeah. Right. And, we're, you know, if Ichabod can assimilate, they can assimilate, right? Absolutely. Yeah, let's try and get all those guys. Tony. I think we need to call the writers. Yes, please. <laughs> what a great revelation you just had. That would be cool. Not only was she not intrigued, that neither of them had that thought at all, that these could be people they could have on their side. Yeah. Damn it. Ooh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I have a feeling it's just going to go away. Yeah, a feeling it's a hand wave. It won't happen, gonna... but... Yeah, because she didn't even seem intrigued that it might have been her ancestor down there. Well, she had that little moment where she sort of freaked out up once they got yeah, upstairs. Yeah, they're down there, but that's, yeah. And, and, and when she was realizing what, you know, her purpose was, I think it affected her because she knew that it was one of her ancestors. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think there was the hey, idea. Hey, let's try and get her back. Right. Right, right. Dummies. Who knows? Yeah. Mm. All right. So I think that's it for the episode, right? I think so. That's it for me. Yeah. Even though we're all over the place, I like to do that anyway. Try and have an organic discussion of it. I do too. Sorry. I know I, sometimes I, we get people say, you need to go more chronologically. And that's my fault because I, I don't think that way. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I'm just bouncing around. Right. But Okay. So um, let's play the feedback and we'll do the anachronisms while we do that since the feedback and the anachronisms are uh, kind of intertwined. Um, Great. Do we want to start uh, with some audio or do you want to do a reading? Nope. Um, we got one from Justina. Justina was absent from last week's. I heard she was stuck in the asylum with me, but I didn't see her. I tried to get out as much as possible. Um, yeah, I, they really isolate you guys there. I know. Though. If I'd have known she was in there, we could have worked together. But, you know, this week, she's got the horseman locking her up. So <laughs> she couldn't send an audio, but she managed to get a note out to us. She says, hi, Karen and Jamie, and I'm sure Tony as well. Um, the, horseman, <laughs> the horseman has me locked up here. Luckily, I learned the spell from Katrina to send a message by bird. Uh, yeah, Katrina does that too. I Convenient. hope you get it. Yeah, exactly. I hope you get it. The weather is like the end of days around here, so I missed a few parts of the episode. I suspect the forces of evil don't want me to know what is going on. I give the episode <laughs> 9 out of 10 slithering snake swords. Ooh, good minds think alike. Nice. My favorite quote is not an anachronism because Abby said it. Are you taking a selfie with the Gorgon? <laughs> it's this. Don't tell me you're trying to take a selfie with a Gorgon. Ooh, that's very low. Don't tell me you're trying to take a selfie with a Gorgon. There we go. Uh, so that's it. And... Uh, and she says, I am so happy that Abby and Ichabod broke the spell together to get the sword. I love that they are more powerful together, that they are the piece to complete each other's puzzle that the other witnesses did not have. That's nice. My nitpick for the episode is I wish that Fox would have aired the fall finale as two hours on the same night. I would have loved to sit down with the popcorn and watch a Sleepy Hollow movie. I have to go now and cover these mirrors. I think someone is watching. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sleepy. Hold on. <laughs> Happy well Thanksgiving, done. Justina. <laughs> and then, uh, did we get another? 
Feedback. We have audio feedback from Barb. Who just tweeted me. Oh, good timing. <laughs> I tweeted her that, and I said, I'm just editing your clip for Witness Prophecies, and she stole my anachronisms. <laughs> <laughs> and she tweeted back, great minds think alike. Happy Thanksgiving. So Perfect. Let, me play, let me play her clip, and uh, then I'll play her anachronisms, which were also mine, by the way. So here we go. Hi, Karen and Jeremy. This is Barb, a.k.a. Tangier14, calling in with feedback on this week's Sleepy Hollow. I'll give this epi 8.5 snakes. Why'd it have to be snakes? <laughs> okay, I don't normally give my cranism of the week, but I just loved he was our liar-in-chief and Abby's thank you colonial mythbuster mm -hmm. when talking about George Washington. <laughs> that and Crane learning to use the weather app. Um, excuse me, the weather application. What a hoot. I enjoyed the flashbacks between Crane and Abraham and the backstory we got on both of them. Normally, when we get a lot of backstory on a character, they are doomed for bye-bye land or perhaps purgatory. I think Abraham is running out of time on this show. Maybe he will be defeated next week, which would open up the position of Horseman of Death, a job opening that I think either Katrina or Irving will take. Mm. Now, this week Irving said to Jenny, I did all this for my family, and I think that he's still doing things for his family to save them and to protect them. I think he may switch sides next week. He did say, do you really think anywhere is safe anymore? That sounds like a man who has weighed his options and he's on the move. Now, Jamie probably wants Katrina to become the new horseman of war. <laughs> I'm sure he was yelling yes at the TV when Crane told Abby in the pit before they looked into the oil water and pulled out the sword, it is through your eyes that I see myself most clearly and that it took both of them to find the sword. So, yeah, Jamie, I know you're still shipping them, but, well, we'll see if that really happens or not. Thanks to both of you for your work on this podcast. A very happy Thanksgiving to you, your families, and all the listeners. This is Barb signing out and limiting my selfies on Thanksgiving Day. Yep, she also said the selfie thing, so. Yep. And then, uh, of course, she stole my anachronisms, but I'd still like to play them, if that's okay with you, Tony. Play them out loud. Let's hear them. Okay. You cannot tell a lie. Who are you? Oh, oh, the d little wooden puppet boy. Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Guess again. George Washington. Cheater. He was our liar-in-chief. He formed the Culper spy ring. That was a network of liars. Thank you, Colonial Mythbuster. <laughs> the Culper ring. That's a nice mention, too. Yeah. It, it reminded me of Why the Last Man, one of my favorite comics. Oh, wow. Well, they had one of the Culper ring people as yeah. a main character. I didn't even put that together. Very nice. Hmm. Thank you. Um, mind you, the Culper ring is like, you know, a real... A thing that's thing. there. Yeah, yeah, that exists. So. Well, supposedly exists. I don't know if it really does. Uh, it was but... totally real. Was it really? Okay. Ichabod Crane was there. Oh, okay. Uh, he had okay. lunch with those guys several times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he cheated, though. He looked at the phone. Yeah, that whole moment was great. Rude. He's a liar in chief. Yeah. I agree. I agree. That's a great little line. Okay. And here's the weather application. You're telling me you knew exactly when the sun would rise? Did you read the stars or something? You installed a weather application for me. It also foretells a 15% chance of precipitation. 
<laughs> I love it. You installed the weather application for me. He really is a fan of all of the technology. It's well, he fun. loves the phone. Yeah. He loves the phone. I'm glad <laughs> he loves the phone because it has come in handy quite a bit. Yes. Um, at least he's calling it a phone. On other shows, they do not call it a phone. So. Oh. I can't remember what show it is, but they call it a... Um, oh, it's Once Upon a Time. He calls it oh, a, a talk phone or something like that. Um, <laughs> Captain Hook. And they just, they say, it's just a phone. Because <laughs> he just... doesn't get what it is. <laughs> but it's funny. Um, and then I had this other one with the torches, which I found humorous as well. So I'd like to play that real quick. And then um, I'll give the way that they can give feedback. Yeah. So let me play that. I made torches, fashioned my socks into batting, soaked them in pitch I dug from a new pine bough. I brought flares. You just light them. Well, one can never have enough torches. <laughs> See? Torches. You're welcome. I love that. And the fact that he can be so smug about it later was great. I, he went to so much work. I fashioned batting out of my socks. Out of his socks, which means he went in the cave of truths, of a thousand truths without socks on. Right. Now you're just getting blisters. Oh, poor man. But be smug about it. Go ahead. Yep. They had to use them. <laughs> so, yay. Pitch means... I got from a freshly cut pine bough. It's so great. How long was she gone that he became all Martha Stewart know, right? of the torches over there? Martha Stewart. That's wonderful. <laughs> like, you know, while she's gone, I'm going to just whip up a few torches. And then I'll also scrapbook. Potentially a pie. <laughs> and then I'll photograph it and put it on Instagram. <laughs> just it just makes me, he was so proud of that. That's great. It was. That's wonderful. And then, he, you know, he's, he's always so dejected when she has some modern thing that's right. Usurps exactly. his, his power. But still, you know, he so deserved to be smug about it later, which was great. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I just love that torch thing. And I think that was it for the anachronisms in this episode. And they were all wonderful. Um, but Barb, seriously, have to steal mine. <laughs> Great minds think alike, as you said in the tweet. Uh, and if you'd like to give your feedback, our deadline is usually Wednesday between 5 and 6 Eastern. Um, and you can, you know, call it in 304-837-2278. Or you can go to goldenspiralmedia.com forward slash feedback. And you can typey type it in with text with typey type. I need to stop saying that over and over again. Um, I love it. You can <laughs> upload your own audio file. Or by you, talky talking. By talky talking. Or you can talky talk through our SpeakPipe app ourse yourself um, by using your mic and mikey micing. Mikey micing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, follow all of us on Twitter. Uh, we have a Twitter account for the podcast. That's Witness Prof GSM. You can follow me at Alaveria, A-L-E-V-E-R-I-A. And Jamie is at Parish Duh Thought. And Tony is at Tony Caselli. That's T-O-N-Y-C-A-S-E-L-L-I, correct? 
Correct. Awesome. Dun, 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 dun. And he is on the Constantine podcast. That is the devil you know. And I was lucky enough to sub in last week. And yes, thank you so much for doing time. that. And you should listen because it's really fun. That's another show that's got some fun, spooky, creepy things. God, I love that show. So good. You gotta, gotta support that show. Um, and become a fan of Golden Spiral Media on Facebook. We also have group pages for most of our shows there. But follow us on Golden Spiral Media because we usually post all of our podcasts on that main page as well. Yes. Um, and news and stuff on our group pages. So do all of that stuff. Follow everything there. Give feedback to all of those things. Join us. The more people that chat, the more fun it is. That's right. And at some point, uh, Jamie and I are discussing doing a live show for Sleepy Hollow. So stay oh, tuned cool. for that. That will be fun. We usually record in the early evening on uh, Wednesdays. So we're going to try and do it then, six-ish on Wednesday. So stay tuned. We're not sure, but, you know, might do it. So that's it for the main podcast. Um, I just have a quick spoiler before we go. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, bye-bye to you. Bye, everybody who doesn't want to hear spoilers. We'll see ya. And I'm going to do this right now. Okay, hopefully they're gone. <laughs> I'm supposed to take a shower after this podcast, and now I don't oh, no. want to. Sorry. Here, how's this? <laughs> That's an axe. That does not make me want to shower no? more. No. Um, let's see. How's That's that? definitely, yeah. That's Is that one. better? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so my spoilers are for the mid-season finale. It is called The Akita. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I was just thinking, so what is that? I, I don't know. Let's I have no out. idea. Do you want to look it up while I'm talking? Oh, the I really do. Okay. Um, here's the description. It is the 11th episode of the second season. Um, fearing the rise of Moloch is already underway, which it is, duh. Um, Crane and Mills are uh, raced to Frederick's Manor, armed with the recently acquired demon-slaying sword of Methuselah, to try and prevent the Dark Lord's advent and to rescue Katrina from the Headless Horseman's grasp. Armed with the mystic weapon, Ichabod battles the Horseman of Death with heretofore unseen success, but Abraham's daunting warning that wielding the blade will come at a dire cost gives the two witnesses pause. Following some research gathered by Jenny, the trio sets off to find the secreted Frank Irving in the hopes that his unique circumstances, his soul belonging to Henry Parrish, will render the former police captain immune to the sword's curse. Meanwhile, Katrina continues her interrogation of the imprisoned Abraham, heightening Crane's worries that his wife's feelings for her former fiancé that's a nice phrase. Feelings for her former fiancé have begun to resurface in the light of their recent proximity. And Ichabod and Katrina contend with the thought that their inevitable battle with Moloch, who is commencing his plans to bring his kingdom of purgatory to earth, might require them to face off with and possibly force them to kill their own son. Wum, bum, boom. <laughs> And on a side note, 
Matt Barr will be back as Holly. And I put awesome. yay in my notes. Well, so, and here's an interesting thing. The Akita, you mm-hmm. wanted to, to look up this. Speaking of potential sacrifices and things, the reading from the Shomri Torah. Org. The Akita, the Binding of Isaac, is one of the most terrifying and challenging stories in all of Torah. It is also one of the core narratives of Rosh Hashanah, read in most synagogues either the first or second day of the year. Mm. And the story goes on to be about essentially a sacrifice that, well, I, yeah. I don't want to read the whole thing, but it's a <laughs> sacrifice. And um, so how that ties in with next week's episode could be very cool. Mm. So if you want Somebody's more spoilers, sacri- look it up. The Akita, A-K-E-D-A. Yeah, interesting. Wow. I'll have to look it up after this because I don't care about spoilers. I right? like spoilers. There you go. Mm, thank you, Tony. Look at I'm what you do for now. my podcast. Dun, da, da, dee. Yay. Over here doing a little Google magic. Here, look at what you do. <laughs> you make my heart beat. <laughs> you are having way too much fun with a soundboard today. I love my soundboard. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, so that's it for today's podcast. I hope you have a good Thanksgiving, Tony. You too. Eat lots and of turkey. All everybody listening, I hope by the time you listen to this, you have completely gorged yourself on Thanksgiving and yep. pie and yeah, had a wonderful day of gratefulness and love. I'm putting it out today, so they will hopefully hear it. The majority of people will hear it on Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to all. And I hope Jamie makes it back in time to have some turkey. Yay. He's, he's helping Crane to get back to his family, I guess. So. That's nice. And I hope Justina's out. Because <laughs> who wants to spend their time in, in the asylum right. on Thanksgiving, right? Especially when they, when they don't mean to. So um, <laughs> I'll, I'll say goodbye to everyone now, and, uh, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.